This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, everybody. Welcome to what is a new twist on Brewers on Tap. We have our Brewers on Tap throughout the season. Those are still going to come your way. And if you're one of those people that count up with the episodes, we'll continue to count up with the episodes. But these are a little bit of a different spin. These are our Brewers on Tap hot stove editions, our off-season editions of Brewers on Tap. Not a full episode per se, but a quicker, shorter, hitting on the topics of the day, version of Brewers on Tap, and we'll bring these to you when it is appropriate over the course of the offseason. And of course, today is the first day of winter meetings, so we felt it appropriate to catch up on everything that's gone on since we last talked to you following the Game 7 loss in the NLCS and get you set up for really what is going to become a very interesting couple of months before the Brewers report to Maryville Baseball Complex in Phoenix and get ready to kick off the 2019 spring training schedule, and then, of course, the 2019 season at home against the St. Louis Cardinals at the end of March. Okay, so let's let's catch you up on kind of what has transpired. When we left you, Brewers coming off that great season, everybody a little bit down, coming so close to the World Series, but also understanding this is the beginning of a window that should be very competitive for quite a while for the Brewers. And some of the things that have transpired since then, most of them you know. Christian Yelich, of course, named the 2018 NL MVP. Very deserving. And the Brewers named the 2018 Baseball America Organization of the Year, which is a really cool honor that is not just about the big league club, but the farm system, the organization in general, really need honor from Baseball America. So the Brewers certainly getting a lot of attention for the things that they have done over the last couple of years, especially with David Stearns at the head of the baseball operations. The other big thing that happened was the tender, non-tender decisions at the end of November. And there were some questions about a few guys, a few veterans with the Brewers and whether or not they would be tendered. Um, A couple of them left-handed relievers, Xavier Cedeno and Dan Jennings, both were non-tendered by the Brewers, it doesn't mean they couldn't potentially be back at some point with the Brewers, but they are free agents. They can go anywhere. They could sign anywhere. Uh, they're the same as, as any other free agent at this point after being non-tendered by the Brewers. The other one was the one that got talked about the most, and that was Jonathan Scope. Brewers acquired him at the trade deadline last year, of course, uh, for Luis Ortiz and Jonathan Villar in that trade with the Baltimore Orioles, and it didn't work out. Uh, David Stearns said as much. It just was a trade that didn't work out 
like the Brewers had hoped. Scope was very hot when the Brewers acquired him, flew him out to L.A. to join them for that Dodgers series at the beginning of August, and Scope just could not get himself right, never was able to get on a real roll at the plate. Had some good moments, had the grand slam against the Giants. I think everybody will remember that. But overall, just couldn't get himself really going and found himself kind of the odd man out in terms of the Brewers' postseason roster and didn't get many opportunities in the postseason. And if the Brewers would have tendered him a contract, uh, it, it could have gotten a little pricey. It could have been north of $10 million uh, for that one year. And so the Brewers elected to non-tender Jonathan Scope. He has since signed with the Minnesota Twins on a one-year deal, so he's going to be uh, in Minneapolis this coming summer. Um, so the Brewers have a decision to make at second base now. What are they going to do there? They do have Keston Hira, the great prospect, who, by the way, we're talking about Christian Yelich being an MVP of the National League. Chris Keston Hira was an MVP in the Arizona Fall League, had a tremendous performance down there over those six weeks in Arizona. And he's getting himself closer, but he's not going to be ready by opening day this year. And whether or not he's ready at any point this year remains to be seen. He's going to have to continue to perform like he has. He has not seen a pitch above double-A yet, and I think that is worth noting. David Stearns has been quick to point that out. But Keston here is getting close, and he's a big-time prospect. He has the hit tools to be a big-time Major League Baseball player, and the Brewers know this. And so with him getting closer and closer, and with defense seemingly holding up for him as well, which is kind of one of the question marks with Keston Hira, so far he's been good in that regard. If all those things continue to trend in the direction they are right now, the Brewers don't need some long-term second baseman to fill that gap. They need somebody uh, potentially on a one-year deal, two-year deal maybe max, that can come in play second base, and get them to the point where Keston Hira is ready to take over. That's probably how a lot of people look at this right now when they look at the Brewers and where they're at in the grand scheme of the second base position. So that's going to be one of the interesting things. We talk about winter meetings starting on Monday, and that's going to be one of the interesting things to track over the course of this offseason. What do the Brewers do at the second base position? Of course, Mike Moustakis was acquired last year. He is now a free agent. And the Brewers, I think if you asked them, they would tell you they would prefer to move Travis Shaw back to third base. Travis Shaw can play second base. You got Aaron Perez that can play second base. The Brewers tendered Tyler Saladino a contract. He can play second base. Not sure if any of those guys would be guys the Brewers would look at and say, that's our everyday second baseman. They like Perez and Saladino probably more as bench pieces, Perez's versatility certainly plays into that, where he's going to get himself on the field a lot anyway by being able to be moved around the field uh, from day to day. Saladino proved to be a nice bench piece last year. And then Shaw is a natural third baseman. He's, he's a third baseman, first baseman. He was able to make it work at second base, probably not where the Brewers want him long term. So is there a chance the Brewers bring Mike Moustakis back? Probably some sort of a chance. What are the odds of that? Hard to tell, and I think right now everybody's just trying to figure things out. Even the Brewers front office probably don't know exactly how this offseason is going to unfold. You have to see how these opportunities present themselves to you. Uh, a year ago at this time, most people didn't think the Brewers were going to sign Lorenzo Cain and trade for Christian Yelich. They did it. It changed the franchise significantly, and they ended up in the National League Championship Series. So David Stearns has always been very good 
And especially from an acquisition standpoint, he's been very good at kind of taking the news of the day, processing the information he has on hand, and making the best decision he possibly can for the Brewers in the current day and in the future. That's kind of been his M.O., and, and it has worked very well so far for him. Uh, another piece of news for the Brewers, of course, uh, Eric Kratz has been brought back on a one-year deal, so he will be a part of the crew next year. That's a major league deal as well, so Eric Kratz is going to be a part of the Brewers this coming spring in Maryvale. And then, of course, they've signed three players uh, currently to minor league deals with invites to big league spring training, which means not on the 40-man roster, uphill battle to make the roster, but we've seen guys do it in the past. Blaine Boyer did it in 2016. Wade Miley essentially did it in 2017. He didn't make the op- or excuse me, in 2018. He didn't make the opening day roster because of the injury, but he was a minor league contract with an invite to big league spring training, and Wade Miley ended up having a huge impact on the year. So you can find great examples of this um, if, if you look through the last few years, just even with the Brewers themselves. Uh, the first arm that the Brewers signed on a minor league deal with an invite to spring training was Angel Perdomo. He's 24. He's a lefty, and he's just 24. He has not pitched above high A, though. He was in the Blue Jays system before a 3-6-3 ERA last year in Dunedin in the Florida State League, 26 appearances and 12 starts for Perdomo. So an intriguing left-handed arm there that the Brewers will bring into camp and give a look. Uh, the other two names, another pitcher, uh, right-hander Diolis Guerra, uh, 29 years old. This is a guy with plenty of Major League Baseball experience. He's made 73 appearances from 2015 through 2017 at the Major League level. Last year, he was in the Rangers system. He pitched all of his appearances were in AAA Round Rock. He made 40 appearances, a 3.94 ERA last year. But from 15 to 17, 73 appearances in the big leagues, uh, 15 with the Pirates, 16 and 17, with the Angels, kind of a fly ball pitcher, um, pretty average velocity, 92-93 with that fastball, a changeup, a slider. He'll drop an occasional curveball in there, but a 29-year-old arm in Diolis Guerra, who will be another intriguing arm to keep an eye on in training camp. Uh, and then Tuffy Gosewich, the veteran 35-year-old catcher. Uh, the Brewers saw him a couple of years ago when he was with the Diamondbacks. 11 games in 2017 for Seattle. Uh, as well, did not play at the big league level last year. Not not a guy that's known for his bat, a 190 career batting average, but he is a very good receiver of the baseball, handles and calls games well behind the plate, and a guy that will give the Brewers some depth at catcher. Christian Bethencourt, Jet Bandy, uh, guys that gave them depth last year. They've moved on, and so now Tuffy Kosowicz becomes one of those guys. Probably start the year in AAA down in San Antonio, most likely, unless there's an injury or something of those uh, something along those lines. Uh, but if everything stays the way the Brewers plan it, goes which probably starts the year in AAA, he's there in case the Brewers would need him at some point of the year. That's probably the most likely scenario for Tuffy Gosowich. Okay, so it is winter meetings. Uh, this is when a lot of deals start to happen. It's been a more active offseason so far, just in Major League Baseball in general. Patrick Corbin already off the board. Last year you didn't have you Darvish and Jake Arrieta, who were kind of the, the headliners, if you will, of the pitching class a season ago. They didn't come off the board till well after the holidays and into the start of the new year. Uh, not the case. Patrick Corbin off the board to the Nationals before winter meetings even began. We've seen some big trades. James Paxton has been moved. Seattle has has moved a bunch of pieces already. Gene Segura has gone to Philadelphia. Uh, Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz. 
have made their way to New York to the Mets. So there have been a lot of deals made already and talks are starting to pick up. Where do the Brewers fit into all of this? Again, it's hard to tell. What would the Brewers like to do? One can look at the roster and say, probably would like to add some sort of a, a veteran piece at second base. Probably interested in a starting pitcher if it's the right fit. And and I think you always would kick the tires on a guy in the bullpen that can be a difference maker. But the Brewers have also shown that they can really fill that bullpen up very well with pieces from within. And they have more internal options in that way. But if you're going to move a Corbin Burns into the rotation, if Freddie Peralta is going to continue to be in the rotation, what do you do with Junior Guerra? there's pieces and how do they all fit together? And I think that's part of the challenge right now for David Stearns and Craig Council and the Brewers to figure out how do they want to put this whole pitching staff together and and what do you expect to get out of Jimmy Nelson in 2019 as well is another one of those those things that's on the table right now for the Brewers. But it should be interesting. Uh, We will, as news becomes available, and if there is news over the course of this week, we'll come back at you this week with another Brewers on Tap Hot Stove Edition. If there's not a lot of news, if it's fairly quiet, then we will wait till something big happens and we will continue to bring you the latest information. We are anticipating we're going to talk to David Stearns when he gets back from Vegas and the winter meetings to kind of wrap things up and see what kind of conversations he had and what his goals are for the rest of the postseason at that point in time. All right, this has been Brewers on Tap Hot Stove Edition. I'm Lane Grindle. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back with you later on in the offseason.